just want to give you all the glory and honor today because you are worthy. You are worthy of it all. And we want to lift up the name of Jesus. And I thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do today by your Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, come and have your way here. You can change our agenda, but I thank you, Lord, that not one person's going to leave here the same. That you're going to change them from glory to glory. And every need is going to be met in the name of Jesus. We come against any uh, any attacks of uh, the enemy. We break that now in the authority of the name of Jesus. You will not interfere with this. We plead the blood of Jesus over this area. We bless this church. We bless our pastor here because of his kindness to open up to us, Lord God, and everything he puts his hands to. We bless him physically, mentally, emotionally, and socially, financially. Bless this church, Father God, because they open up this door so we can lift up your name. And we give you glory and honor and praise today in Jesus' name. And everyone says, Amen. Amen. So we're here to welcome our Father, the King of glory, our Lord Jesus and Holy Spirit to have their way. This is the year of El Shaddai. He's more than enough for everything that we do. We're so grateful for that. All right. Well, we are welcoming everyone. We thank you. Um, all the ministers that are here, I mean, there may be those here that I do not know that are, but God bless you and we welcome you. Every one of you are welcome. You are the sons and daughters of the Most High King. And so we praise God for that. And I thank Sandra for being here. She's always here to help us lead in worship and we appreciate Joyce in the back. She's our sound lady and makes everything wonderfully work well. All of our greeters up in the front, Cindy. We thank you, Cindy, and Rhonda. Rhonda's always there. She's got a heart of gold to serve the Lord with all her heart. And uh, we thank you. Thank you for being here. We have first-time gifts for first-time visitors. If you will raise your hand, uh, then Miss Charlotte, and someone will uh, let you, uh, find you. And we'd be glad to uh, bless you because you bless us for being here. Hallelujah. Okay, I give, give Charlotte a few minutes. Raise your hands again so she can see where you are. Welcome, welcome. Bless you. We bless all of our others that are here. And if you have been here before and we ran out of uh, gifts, raise your hand too. Okay, because then you get your first time gift. Okay, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We pray that that's a blessing to you. You know that we meet here every uh, second Thursday of the month here in Praise Chapel at 10 o'clock. You're welcome, welcome, welcome. The Lord is always here and we praise Him for that. Okay, so some of the announcements that I have for today is, you know, we announced last uh, month that we were having an outreach and our outreach that is led of the Lord is that we go and pray at the polls and claim the schools back, claim the blood of Jesus over all of the, the school board, the teachers, the, the principals, the vice principals, counselors, all of them, and claim those children back to the kingdom of God. And so what we do, and I, I, I meant to bring it, we're not out there protesting is what I want y'all to know, okay? We're not out there to do any kind of a disruption. We go out reverently. My husband and I have gone out and covered the port because that's where we live. That's what we've been doing. And what we do is we go and we set up an altar, just like we do here. You know, we have the prophecy. Y'all may have heard me say this before, that the reason we have this is the Lord said to us, and it was through prophetic uh, utterance to us, is that we are setting up an altar in this area to him. We're claiming it back to him. So that's what we do with all the schools. Now, you are in the authority in your, your city and in your neighborhood. So that's why when we ask you to come and join us, that you're the authority, we set there ourselves in agreement there. 
What we will do is uh, we do set up an altar, and it's actually some rocks, and, it, and there's three of them. The Lord showed me three of them, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And we set that rock in there under this, uh, we set up a deed, we claim the land back, you know, not only that, it's for the kingdom of God. And this is what the deed says. We fold this up and bury it under the, the altar. And it says, deed to this land, this school, this property, in the name of Jesus, now renamed a new name, Bethel, the gateway to heaven's portal. This school, all children, all involved, are now claimed and belong to the Father God Almighty, King of the universe. And we plead the blood of Jesus on there. So we'll put this deed down, we'll put the three rocks down, we pour oil, represent the Holy Spirit, and water, and plead the blood of Jesus. So what's on earth? The water, the Spirit, and the blood, right? So we claim it back for the kingdom of God. And when we claim that blood over those children, no harm can come to them. And we're going to continue to do this even through the summer and also uh, through the year. Because there's a lot of schools to claim. You know, we, the, once the blood is applied, it stays. You know, we claim it back in Jesus' name. So uh, there are those that have already signed up. And I'm going to be calling y'all this week. Well, I've been busy with two meetings back to back. So that's why we, my husband and I just covered the port. But we're going to start covering your areas as well. Hey, Ms. Tess, God bless you. Thank you for coming. And so um, if you're interested in doing, uh, joining us in that, we have uh, cards in the back. There are some um, index cards. You can put your name and a phone number, and you can list your city. You don't have to list your schools because we'll not call you. We can make that arrangement. We think about going on a Saturday, probably whatever's convenient for you, whether it's morning or afternoon, or late in the evening after everyone's gone because we don't want to cause any problems. You know, we're just there praying. I mean, we've had a couple people come out and look and say, what are you doing? And we said, oh, we're just praying over the school. Oh, please do that, they'll tell us. I'm sure it was a teacher, but that's okay. Praise God. The other announcement I have is Pastor Love says that this Saturday, Sunday, happy Mother's Day to everyone. You know, uh, he's having a luncheon here after service, so he invites all of you, he'd like for me to invite y'all. Um, even though if you don't have children, we wish you a mother happy Mother's Day because there's someone you have mentored. And what does a mother do? She teaches and mentors and loves. Whether it's a neighbor, a sister, a, you know, or a girlfriend, or just someone that comes across your path. So it's your day to celebrate as well. Hallelujah, right? So um, let our speaker today is, uh, let me get my things together. All right, is off. Oh, Dr. Janice Wood Simpson over here. Raise your hand, Ms. Simpson. There she is. God bless her. We welcome her today. And, uh, she is an ordained minister and received her formal ministry training in 1997 to 99 through the Morning Christian uh, Star Christian College and licensed at Morning Star Full Gospel Baptist Church in 1991 to 99. And she has studied at South Houston Bible Institute, Clear Lake and is licensed and ordained through, uh, I don't know what LSST is, but anyway, School of Mentoring. Okay. ST School of Mentoring, okay. that stands for Elect Lady and Sons Ministry. Say that once again. Elect Lady and Sons Ministry, Dr. Sandy Murphy. Okay, Dr. Sandy Murphy, um, okay. Uh, so, and her passion is for uh, the broken, hurting people in the body of Christ and for social justice and dignity of people everywhere. And, uh, and uh, she is an avid prayer warrior for the body of Christ. 
She is the wife of Reverend Clifton L. Simpkins Sr. And she has six children and five grandchildren. Praise the Lord. And her daughter is of the late Deacon Cyrus and Mrs. Mabel, uh, Mrs. Mabel. All right, so we're, we're glad to have you in here. She'll be, uh, she'll, she'll be ministering later on into the program, rather than to our meeting. But right now we're gonna have the sounding of the shofar, praise God, and we're gonna enter into his gates with thanksgiving and praise. And I just ask you to all stand and just join and enjoy the presence of the Lord as we begin our worship.
spirit. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We make room for you, Lord. Spirit of the living God, we make room for you. We make a place for you. We say you're welcome here. Have your way, Lord. Have your way, Lord. Anoint our ears, Lord, to hear what your spirit is saying to this ecclesia. Anoint our eyes, Lord, to see what you're doing in the spirit, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you have given us the authority and the power of your spirit. Jesus, when you went away, you said, I give you the spirit and greater things will we do because he went to the Father. So, Jesus, we thank you for the Holy Ghost. We bless your name.
Thank you, Lord. Praise, praise, praise. Worship.
other, no other, no other God like you. One and only true God who works you, worship you. Tonight, hearing your presence, Lord. We worship you in spirit, Lord. We worship you in truth. Because you are, you are, you are wonderful. You are awesome. You are beautiful. You're glorious.
Won't you let this be a sacrifice? Let me dedicate my life to her.
worship you, I worship you, I worship you. We honor your holy presence here. Lord, we love, we love, we love, we love your presence. Have your way, Holy Ghost. Shulamanana, welcome, 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 welcome. Bilamaruka, hasakwadara. Meduru ya sukirididuarada. Alue, chila, 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 royaka. Sulaba, minuanana. Not by minor power, Lord, but it's by your spirit. It's by your spirit, it's by your spirit. It's your anointing, it's your anointing, it's your anointing that destroys the yoke of bondage, Lord. Shilaba, roko, ho, 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 ho. Isalamanuan didiria, takura. We wait on you, Holy Spirit. We wait on you, Holy Spirit. Not by minor power, Lord, but it's by your spirit. It's your anointing, it's your anointing that destroys the yoke of bondage, Lord. It destroys the yoke of bondage. Jesus, Jesus, name above all names. Holy and anointed one, we exalt you. We exalt you, we exalt you. Blessed be your name, blessed be your name. Sometimes we don't even have to have somebody come lay hands on us. Holy Ghost is more than able to do whatever He wants to do without our help. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Wow. Wow. Give an opportunity. Does anyone have a word of exhortation or anything from the Lord? Glory in the name of Jesus. I hear the Lord. He spoke while I was sitting there and he said, It was like the well and women at the well. Come on, somebody. And all of us was crying out, and I know we got men present, but all of us was crying out for different situations, for different things that's going on, different things y'all had. But I heard the Lord say, tell them this. Huh? He said, I heard you cry. Hey. He said, I was listening and I heard you cry. Huh? He said, I heard you. Don't think I forgot you. I haven't left you. I'm not going to leave you, no, for and he said, I heard everybody cry. Hey, and it shut down. But I can tell you, he said, I'm coming quickly to answer. He said, every worry is off. Hey, and it shut down. Whatever. 
says in Psalms 23, you prepare a meal before us in the, in the presence of our enemies. So Lord, we ask that you bless that food to the nourishment of our bodies. And Lord, we ask that you bless all the hands that prepared it. In the name of Jesus, Lord, let us enjoy our fellowship together. In Jesus' name. Okay. Okay, so we're going to have some of you go to learn both sides, both So y'all can come this way and those over here can go the other. So no, that microphone is not doing good. Hello, Hello. there you go. We've got to get close. Yeah. All right, so we're going to have two lines, you know, one around the table, opposite ways. And uh, so there's two beef sandwiches on bun, and we have baked potatoes. Um, I just pray, Lord, bless them. Bless them. We have 70, and if we're going to cut the potatoes in half, make sure everybody gets some. But if um, we uh, run out, uh, if we have more, y'all welcome to go back tomorrow, okay? All right, so thank you.
one I went late last night, he was holding a Bible study with a bunch of men in his business. So praise the Lord. So we support them, okay? In Jesus' name. Okay, now. Sounds like there's been a lot of good fellowship going on today here. And that's wonderful. That's totally wonderful. Okay, let me get two Roman. All right, we got it. Whew, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Okay. There's trash cans in the back if someone wants to uh, go around and pick up trash. There's maybe one of my uh, uh, officers will help that. Whew, praise the Lord. I got to get a breath, okay? Thank you, Lord, for the Ruha breath of God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Huh? Okay. So what we're going to be doing now is we're going to um, honor the Lord by remembering him and what he did for us, what the Father did for us through Jesus and Jesus humbling himself and in uh, taking the Lord's Supper. I think it's important that every time we get together that we celebrate and remember what he did for us, and we do that. But before we do that, you know, as usual, we are going to prepare ourselves before we do that, right? It's important that we go before the throne of God and say, Lord, if there's anything, anything that I have done knowingly or unknowingly, because sometimes, you know, we, we slip and don't mean to do things, but sometimes, you know, but we want to make sure that we are washed in the blood, right? So we say guilty to anything that the accusers over there are trying to say, you know, even though he's under our feet, we say we, we repent, we're guilty, we repent, and wash us in your blood. And we thank you for it, for you, you are a just God, and you say if we repent and come to you and ask forgiveness that we have that, right? So it's important especially that we do examine each of our own selves before that we are judged. It's better to do it before than go through the judgment, correct? Yes. Hallelujah. And then, of course, there is the opportunity that we have if there is even one here among us that needs to rededicate themselves to the Lord. Or if there's one here that's never really asked the Lord. You love him, you know about him, but you don't really walk personally with him. There is such a wonderful walk with the Lord daily. And he wants to carry you through everything you go to because you don't have to go through things alone. He wants you to give him that burden and, and just relax him and stay in his peace. So uh, that is why we will say that, you know, we, we ask the Lord into our heart. And in Romans, Romans, uh, we're going, it's in, not, uh, let me see, let me make sure I got the right scripture. I don't want to, okay, it's 10. <laughs> 10, and I'm just going to read, and I know that, but you know, it's always good to hear the word of the Lord, right? I don't care how many times we hear, but do you know that, have you experienced it? I know you have. Every time you read it, and you've read it, and you've read it, and you read but something else comes out, and it pops out, and it becomes rhema in your spirit, right? So this is for those that need to rededicate, and especially those that need to ask the Lord into your heart, okay? So I'm going to start with verse 9, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And it also says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, he makes it easy, okay? You will be saved. He says, for with the heart one believes to righteousness, that's why we have to... Believe it in our heart. 
and with the mouth confession is made to salvation. For the scripture says, whosoever believes on him will not be put to shame. Will not be put to, sin brings shame to us, you know. And then also the shame that we don't want to go to hell. We don't have to go there. Thank you, Jesus. For there is no distance between, I says the Jew and the Greek, but I'm going to go down one more. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So that's what we do, and we're going to, uh, I'm going to leave that in there. And whoever needs to do that, do that right now. Because we, you know, time is getting short. We don't know when he's coming, but you know, by the signs of the times, it's soon. Sooner than we know, and we want to be ready. We don't want to be left behind. We want to be the ones that are going up in the cloud and the rapture, right? You know, I speak long life to all of you. You will go up in the cloud. But we want to be ready with like the virgins that have an oil in their lamp. You know, we don't want the bridegroom to come and we are left behind. So I decree and declare that. So, Father God, we just thank you and praise you. Just say it with your mind and your heart and your mouth. You know, it doesn't matter who hears you. There's no shame or blame here. We just want you to come over to the light. Translate it from the darkness to light. Hallelujah. So, again, Father, we thank you and praise you for what you have done to Jesus. That you sent your only begotten son to take our place. And that he shed his blood so our sins could be forgiven. You wash them away and they go into a sea of forgetfulness. So Lord, we repent of all of our sins and ask you to cleanse us and give us a clean and right spirit before you, Lord God. Come into our lives, fill us with your spirit, and seal us unto the day of salvation. And we thank you, Lord, that our names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. So we give you all the praise and the glory and honor in Jesus' name. And Lord, help them to make you every day your, their Savior and Lord. Lord, God, surrender it all to him. Just surrender everything to him. And then, you know, I want to also, you know, uh, of course we know about water baptism. That's the next thing that we need to do if you've never been water baptized. And I don't mean sprinkled or just water baptized. Go down, come up the new man, right? Old man's gone, the new man comes up. But anyway, um, that is also where we are filled with the Holy Spirit and our names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. But we also have the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And talking about reading and reading the scriptures that you read time and time again and something just pops out at you. Well, that happened to me this week. Uh, and it was on the, old, the armor of God. The armor of God. You know, we talk about, you know, he tells his brethren, be strong. And this is taken from Ephesians 6. So let me read these so we can remind ourselves. Brethren, finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God. And we're, talk, we're going to talk about the whole armor of God. That you may be able to stand against the wiles of the evil devil. Now, he's given us equipment that we, we can walk in our victory that he already won. You know, we need to take it serious so that this is our weaponry against him. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against the uh, spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Now, all them need to bow before the name of Jesus. We have authority over them. He gave it to us. So that's what we do when we uh, put on 
righteousness that he gives us. So there we go on. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Stand, therefore, having girded your waist about with truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness. We're taking the word and we're taking the blood of Jesus to make us righteous. That's, that's what it is. It's just not a little breastplate we put on. It's the blood of Jesus Amen. that makes us righteous. Amen. Hallelujah. And having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. That's trusting in him. No matter what, not leaning on to your own understanding. Being confident that he is the Lord of the battle and he's going to carry you through. Right? Praise the Lord. And above all, taking up the shield of faith. That's our trust in him. With, uh, with which you will be able to quench all of the fiery darts of the wicked one. We need to know our authority. We need to take it besides that, right? Although it said, take on the helmet of salvation uh, and the sword of the spirit, the word, which is the word of God. But this is the one that I think the next one coming up is the one I think people do not, you know, they believe all what we talked about and they're putting on the armor just one after another. But they're not realizing how much they need this next piece of your armor. It's, it is your weapon. And I don't think people understand that. So everybody needs it. Okay, and it says praying always, always with all prayers and supplication in the Spirit. And where does that come from? That's being baptized in the Holy Spirit. Baptized where the Spirit of the Lord is praying through you. He, uh, he, you're the temple, and he brings it up, and he brings it up, and it's the perfect will of God for every situation. Amen. So we all need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. So if you've not been baptized in the Holy Spirit, we want to give you an opportunity to do that today. We're going to open up with prayer as well right after we receive the Lord's Supper and our offering. And um, Dr. Janet is going to lead us in some prayer because some people have to leave sometimes early. And when we have to, uh, after the word and um, we have prayer, someone may need to leave. But we want to give you the opportunity to always be covered in prayer wherever you need to be. When we're in agreement here in the presence of the Lord where the anointing is, right? So that's why the Lord can change our agenda anytime. Hallelujah. So please consider, if you have not been baptized in the Holy Spirit, you need to run for it <laughs> to the altar and ask the Lord to do that. And he's the baptizer. He's the baptizer. And he says whatever we do, whatever we ask, that he will do for us. Amen. And he wants you to be baptized in this Holy Spirit and fire. Amen. There's such a thing, even another level of fire. Hallelujah. And we can all have it. Not just one. It's not just for one or whoever speaks. It's for everyone. Because you're the one that's going to go out there and take back the kingdom of God. Right? Hallelujah. So I'm going to invite now uh, Miss Ivory. She is going to minister the elements. Does everyone have their elements? If not, we'll pass those around right now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Okay, got to hold it up close so they can hear you. Okay. Oh, you got it open? Yeah. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. I'm excited. Amen. <laughs> excited. I'm excited. Hallelujah. <laughs> I am very, I am so excited for what we are about to partake. I feel I feel really, really excited if you didn't hear the first time. I am very excited for what we are about to partake of. 
we should not take this lightly. Amen. Because what we take of, what we take of is life itself. It's life itself. Thank you, Father. First Corinthians 11. If everyone is, is prepared, you have your bread ready, your, your wine uncovered, everything is uncovered. For I received from the Lord that which also I delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus in the night in which he was betrayed took bread. And having given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body which is given for you. This do unto the remembrance of me. Amen. So let's take of the bread. Let's eat it as if it was his body. Eat it as if it is his body. Eat it as if it is his body. Similarly also the cup after they had dined saying this cup is the new covenant established in my blood. Hallelujah. This do as often as you drink it unto the remembrance of me. Let's drink it in remembrance of him. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father. Thank you, Sister Ivy. Hallelujah. Okay, we're going to continue our worship now as um, uh, Minister of Janet Simpson is going to be here. Now, we have two Simpsons here. This is Dr. Janice Wood Simpson, and this is Minister Jeanette Jen Simpson Brown. Okay? They're sisters in the Lord, but I don't know about blood, but the blood of Jesus. Okay, so we welcome you, my dear Minister Jeanette. She's going to continue with our offering worship. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes. Amen. Praise the Lord. God is awesome, isn't he? Thank God for this time together. And I thank God for, as we get ourselves prepared to give the offering, I want to give you a scripture so you can be in faith with your offering. It's not that we just give an offering just to throw it to the wind. You know, people, you say, she says she can't hear me. Can you, can, you, can you hear me now? Yes. You hear me better now? Yeah. Give us your preaching voice, woman of God. I want to give y'all this scripture uh, for giving because you need to have your faith together for giving. Yes. And, and something. How many heard that? Oh, when you give something, you just go and don't expect nothing in return. How we have blessed people. That's not scripture. Because God wants us to expect. Uh, he said, give and it shall be given unto you. Good man just pressed on, shaking together and run over. So I want to share with you 2 Corinthians 9, 
But so let each one give as he purposed in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver, and God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. And what I want to share with you today is to give on purpose, for a purpose, with purpose in mind. It said, let everyone give as he purposed in his heart. And I looked up that word purpose, and it said, if you do something on purpose, you do it intentionally. Amen. Not by accident. So before you got here, you should already purpose, I want to give this yeah. certain amount to the Lord. You see what I'm saying? Meditate on what you want to give and do it intentionally on purpose as yes. unto the Lord. Because what he said, he said, I'm going to make all grace abound toward you. What is grace? Grace is the supernatural favor of God intervening in your situation and in your circumstances. He said, so that you can have to give for every good work. And how many know a glow is a good work? Yes. People are coming here every month, getting healed, getting delivered, getting set free. So we want to be able to give unto this good work. So when you give, you 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 put your faith out there. You say, Father, I put seed in the ground. Remember, a seed grows, but it gets in the ground. So you want to keep reminding God about the seed in the ground. And you want to say, grow in Jesus' name. Amen. So if you have a need, what? Plant a seed. Amen. Come out, come out, come out. You got a need? Plant a seed. And this is good ground to plant your seed. And God said, I'm going to supply all your needs. And I'm going to give you a quick testimonial on planting a seed from having a need. And it was some years ago, uh, when my, uh, some years ago, I have six children, but one of my daughters, uh, we, we had a very important need. It was very, it, it could have been devastating because we were going to be put out and not have a place to stay if we didn't get this need fulfilled. So I said, God, I'm going to sow a seed toward my need. So it's not the size of the seed, it's the size of the faith. So I say, God, what I have, I say, you know, I needed $2,500. And so I say, God, I believe in you for $2,500. So I got one of my kids together. I say, Charity, I want you to be a witness. God is going to supply our need by the end of the week, and it's going to be $2,500. We had nothing. I just had $20 seed. So I took my $20 seed and I drove all the way just before you could sit, text to give. And I wanted to get my seed in the ground. So I took my $20 and I drove 30 miles across town to my church. And I put that seed in the offering. I said, I got to plant the seed. I got a need. And here you go. And I planted my seed. And I came back and I started thanking God that my need was met. And we didn't know how we were going to get the money. We were going to be on the street. My kids didn't know that. I didn't let them know it was that severe. But I said, we need this $2,500. So at, at that time, I was, uh, my husband at that time, he said, I don't know how we're going to get this money. I said, I believe God. You keep on looking. You keep on searching. And you know, we got to do our part too. Seeking you shall find. No, it's not going to fall out of the sky. He said, shall men give unto your mother? So somebody giving it to us. And so by the end of the week, I was able to call my daughter in. I said, Charity. How much money I tell you we're going to have at the end of the week? She said $2,500. I said, guess what? We got $2,500. Oh, 
So if you continue to give your love gifts unto the Lord. Um, yeah, you know, um, this uh, decreeing and declaring and expecting, I uh, sent a prayer request in for my, um, my granddaughter to get a job and um, also to get uh, accepted into A&M. And so I sowed a seed and I sent the prayer request along with my son. He needed a job as well. Well, this was on a Wednesday night, so this is how the Lord can bless you. He can bless you financially, and He does, but He can also bless you with the, the answer, quick answer of prayers. It was the, that was a Wednesday, and by Friday, my granddaughter was called without even applying for a job, a good job, because I claim good job with good pay and benefits. And she was called and was placed in a job that she just absolutely loves. And then a week later, she was accepted into A&M. And then, then my son got, uh, got a great job that he's been waiting for for over a year, and it came through in that week. So we give God the praise and the glory because his word is real and true. He wants to bless you more than you can ever think or imagine. Thank you, Lord, for those answered prayers. Hallelujah. Well, come on. While they're trying to put the mic on me, on me, come on, give God some praise. I don't know about you all, but this was needed. I don't know about anybody else. I uh, shared with Pastor Tess, do we fall out now or wait till later? <laughs> this was worship. You, you got a glimpse of what's going to be going on in heaven. So you just may as well, as my mama say, right now, get with it. Huh? Because listen, God is not going to wait for you to feel like it. Uh, this ain't right. no feel like it thing. Otherwise the rocks will cry out. Yeah, it, it's not no feel like it thing. 
I honor God today for this time. Amen. Oh, my God. That's all I can say. Amen. I honor God for just everything. I honor my husband for pushing me up. Some people say, why don't you just tell him you ain't coming? I said, because the Lord didn't tell me I, don't, right. I, I need to cancel. Yeah. I said, I took this engagement last year. Yeah, come on. Lord have mercy. What a different five months make. Uh -huh. Huh? <laughs> but I got to do what the Lord tell me to do. Yeah. Amen. And I, I just want to thank Sister Lorena so much yeah. for this place. <laughs> for this place. Amen. I wanted to come in when I was in the workplace. And I couldn't because I was working every day. But I just thank God for this place to, to uh, serve, this place to pray. Um, I just can't even tell you what I'm feeling like today. I thank God for Minister Jeanette. She preached last month. And uh, I was sitting on the front row. They had them in uh, sanctuary style chairs. And I sit there. I was having a hard time. Nobody knew what I was going through, but Pastor Tess, as I was pulling up on the driveway and getting ready to walk in the building, the hospital called. And uh, my husband had kind of taken another turn, and they were getting ready to do emergency surgery. I said, well, it would have been so nice if y'all would have called me. So I just stepped back from the door. I said, okay, Lord. Do I go in here or do I go to the hospital? And the Lord said, no, you've already committed yourself to this ministry. And so you got to, you know, do what you need to do. I'm saying, wow, really? Yeah. But I just thank God for persevering. I just want to tell you, you got to persevere through whatever. You know, you're going to have a Jonah experience. You know, it wasn't no good stuff in the belly that well. But he had to fight, fight his way up. Huh? So I just want to encourage you early to tell you not to give up. I just honor God for just everything that he has done for me. Uh, my husband has had some twists and turns. Just the past four weeks, my husband been in the hospital three times. But I tell you, as Pastor Tess said, when you say yes to God, Ah, y'all love me. Just wave your hand on that one. Don't think it's gonna be nothing easy, huh? But you're gonna have to keep pressing forward. Amen. That's what I'm gonna talk about today. Now, my my daughter did not know that I was gonna talk about this, but in the interim of all that, I want to tell you that. Besides Christmas, Mother's Day is the most celebrated day, second day of the year. It's been said that as one point plus million dollars spent on Mother's Day. My, my Jesus. So I want to tell you, we just wanted to come with a bang. My husband said, I know you got a bunch of stuff. I said, I got one bag. He said, I can't believe it. <laughs> but we wanted to come with a bang. And we want to uh, tell you that... Uh, God has placed mothers in a place that he has not placed the men because we have different feelings and different perceptions than the men. So my daughter, she didn't even know she had sent me a bag a couple of weeks ago. We were at a conference. And so she sent me this magnet. And I told her, I said, this is going to be part of my icebreaker. 
It says, thou shalt not try me. It says, mom, 24-7. I, I told her, I said, that's going to be my icebreaker. And you know, we don't play. We will stop church just looking at you funny. But that's the mom in us. But anyway, as I said, this has been a place of worship. Somebody said, I know who said that this morning, say that, that we're going to have an awesome time in, your, in the Lord. I think that was Sister uh, Rhonda, I'm not sure. And uh, God has really blessed us. I don't know how many people are here, but they told me last Thursday, it was 65 people here. Last Thursday. Give yourself a hand. But anyway, I always try to give something away, and they told me they were going to call out a number. I have a couple of uh, icebreakers. I have a prayer journal. Uh, can you all call me out a number so we can give this away to somebody? Hold on. Uh-huh. We got a couple of icebreakers. Somebody who hadn't gotten anything yet. We, it's called... It's, our daily bread journal. Elsa, Jacob. Is she here? Elsa. There she is. Okay. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. We have you a bookmarker in there. And also, if you all would go to our table, we have a ministry table. They've been so kind to let us have. My cousin who uh, went to be with the Lord in February, we found out at her celebration, she had written a book. So I got... One copy left, the one that's in the ribbon is, is uh, Sister Lorraine, but I have one copy left. The title of her book is How to Go Through a Storm. Mm -hmm. Baby, you need to get that. I don't know if I can get any more. They were kind enough to let me buy six of them. Of course, I kept one for myself, and uh, Sister Lorraine said she wanted one. But you have an opportunity to have one more left, and the other things on the table is free. Please pick up some things and take it with you, okay? I also have my daughter who makes jewelry, and uh, she sent some, some uh, door prices. So we have two more. I'm going to give the prayer beads. She made some prayer beads, and I just feel feeling led to give it to the lady in the plaque. I just feel led. If you would hold it up so they could see them. This is our first time. No, uh, take it out of the, uh, making the prayer beads. I encourage her to make those prayer beads. I was telling her, I said, when mama's at the hospital, and it ain't nobody in that waiting room but me, I hold on, I hold on to my beads, Amen. and you know, God is everywhere. Yeah. But, but you know us, we got to have something to hold on to. So she, uh, she said, my mama make some prayer beads, and I'm going to send you some prayer beads. Well, you know how the mail is. I end up having to go back to Houston yesterday to get my package because it didn't arrive Tuesday. So I said, God, I don't even know why I'm a, I can, he said, no, you need to take this this time. So that's from, that's from my daughter. If you, anybody wants some prayer beads, look, 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 if you just see me after, leave me your name, I'll give her your number. She'll make whatever color that you want. We, she also made some other bracelets. I got two more. Uh-huh. Oh, uh, those are from my daughter. She has her card in there, and you can call her if you want. Uh, Excuse me. I would like to give this to someone that didn't get anything. Oh, uh, 
Okay. Okay. Uh huh. This lady right here. Thank you so much. Now those two ladies who are sitting beside each other, they just happen to pop up in here. I don't know how they heard about this. I went to school with these two ladies. E-L-S-T, School of Ministry, Dr. Sandy Murphy. Dr. Sandy Murphy is a domestic violence survivor. And she, I told her, I believe the Lord let you live to, to lay hands on us. Her husband shot her uh, close range with a shotgun, so she literally have half, half of her face. But baby, don't let that stop you. So listen, we all going through something, right? I also want to acknowledge some ladies that I met. They're from uh, Providence Solutions. They, they have a ministry for sex trafficking. So if you all would just uh, wave your hand, you can talk to them afterwards. You know some situations going on. You need some help. You need to see those ladies. They go into the strip clubs. They have no, see, when you do ministry, you can't have no shame in your game. I'm getting up in here. They can't stop me. Huh? So you want to talk to them. They bought some. A brochure, Miss Nicole and Miss Judy are here from Providence. We thank God for, for you all and for you all being obedient. Now, we're not going to be long, but we're going to do something a little bit different. We want the people who, gonna, who will have to leave, we're going to give just a little quick word. I, w I have not been led to do anything other than that. And then we're going to pray for the people who have to leave. I don't know who has to leave early. Somebody has to leave early. Okay. And so we just don't want you to be left out. We know sometimes y'all have to leave. We just want to just tell you that we have not for God has not forgotten Amen. about you all. Amen. But again, we, we thank God for this opportunity. And we don't take this lightly as a place to encourage and serve God. We thank for the people who have been pouring in, into us, our family. Uh, a lot of my family were not able to be here, but they sent their love and they sent, they was pushing me up. Amen. You can't do nothing unless you do it in your own family. Okay. So if you got some situations at home, I'm here to tell you, you need to stop it. You need to be the bigger person. Say, I'm sorry. <laughs> Because you can't get enough of God with no bunch of junk. Come on, huh? Come and you ought to stop taking communion every Sunday with all of that junk. I'm just here to tell you, God is not a God like that. He wants you to leave your check at the altar. Huh? Make it right. You come back and get that and then put it in. But don't put it in with a bunch of stuff. That's for somebody. I don't know who that. That's not even on my paper. Huh? But we need to make it right so that God can continue to bless us. Look at this fellowship. I don't even know how many people are here. She told me she ordered 60 sandwiches. And I told her, I just think you need to order some more. So she went back and ordered 70 sandwiches. So I guess, huh? Seventy. And I give God a hand clap for praise for stretching the little boy's lunch. We've had our own lunch experience, right? How he'll stretch it. But I'm just so, so excited today. Uh, I want to tell you uh, 
that God, as Pastor Tess said, is not forgotten about you, I want to tell you. But I want to tell you that one thing that you've got to do, if you don't do anything else, is that you're going to have to make sure that you are lining up with what God has for you. And that you know that God has so many things for us, but it's up to us if we line up. We got to line up with what God uh, wants us to have. Today we're going to talk real briefly. We're going to talk about make prayer your priority. I know y'all see my sign over there. We had planned to get it uh, a poster board, but of course that didn't happen. And I said, God, I'm taking it anyway. But it says, no prayer, no power. Much prayer, huh? Much power. Little prayer, little power. It's up to you. It is a standard of how much you want God to be in your life. Uh, before, I, I took this engagement, as I said, in, in December, because uh, Sister Lorena has a rolling calendar. And she tries to get it done as soon as possible. Amen. So when I took this engagement if, in December, everything was okay. You know? But I'm saying, God, I know you are a miracle-working God. Yes. I was telling somebody that I know God not from another lens that I didn't even know about. You know? This time last year, I was getting ready to go to Alaska. Wow. Three weeks prior to that, they said I may have some health issues. I told him, I said, well, does that mean I can't go to Alaska? See, my priority was getting to Alaska. I wouldn't worry about no help. But see, when you know God, you know, I didn't tell my family, me and my husband knew, and I told uh, another friend of mine. I said, don't tell nobody. We're going to see what God's going to do. I said, I'm not going to the doctor until I get back from Alaska. Huh? But you can't do that if you're not spending no time with the Lord. And amp up that prayer life. Hello? Amen. And so uh, uh, I eventually told my sister the uh, day before, because we went early. We went a day early, so we could, ara and ara. Uh-huh. I said, look, I got to tell you something, but, but you can't tell nobody. She said, you know, I can't hold water. I said, I know. <laughs> but you, you know, I said, we got to see how God can work it. So we went to Alaska. We came back. As a matter of fact, we went Mother's Day weekend. Amen. And so we came back. Uh, Nine days later. Nine days later, I went back to the doctor and sent me to oncologist. Y'all know what that is. And I said, the devil, the, the devil is a liar. My husband is already ill. And, you know, I've already helped take care of my mother. And uh, my husband just don't have that kind of energy to take care of me. So, God, you surely got to do a miracle. Amen. Huh? I'm not going to be able to do that. So they went. They took blood. They told me, well, Miss Simpson, we just don't understand how you are not sick. And, Everything I said, because I know somebody that y'all don't know. Y'all may know him, but y'all don't really know him like I know. And I told the guy, said, how you feel? My, my husband said, well, she's feeling good. She just got back from Alaska. <laughs> so they had the lab work. I had to wait seven days. Lord Jesus, that was a long seven days. Oh, God, I was calling on God. God, you said you would not let this come now. And seven days later, went back to the doctor, paid him 35 more dollars, uh-huh. huh? Because, you know, everything is copay. Bless the God. And parking. Said, Miss Simpson, we think the culprit is you may be taking too many steroids. 
because of Houston, you know, Houston has a lot of, we have a lot of uh, pollen and stuff. So sometimes I take a, maybe a too many of the antihistamine. And uh, he said, you just got to, he said, you really got to pray now because, we, you know, we don't want your, your blood count to go down like this because it's not healthy for you. He said, we know that you know somebody, he said, because I can tell you this could have been another way, Amen. you know. And so I said, I just thank God for that. Yeah. Well, four months later, mm -hmm. I went to go get my mammogram. Mm -hmm. I almost looked like it was the same day I came back. Said, Miss Simpson, we need you to go back to Memorial and take another set of tests. Again, we just plead the blood of Jesus. But you can't do none of that, huh? If you don't know a God that you can call on and say those things to him, huh? So we went back on a Wednesday. They got me back in the next day. My husband said, I never heard of nothing like this. I said, but that's the hand of God. Went back. They did... Uh, uh, another mammogram they also did an ultrasound not only did they do the ultrasound of uh, the breast they did an ultrasound in my neck to make sure i didn't have no other issues you know because it, it just don't mean one place it always means other things you know so we did that a couple of days later they called me back said miss simpson we didn't find nothing said what we thought we saw was not there so if I tell you, God truly is a healer. But again, your prayer life got to be on another level. And if it's not on another level, then you're going to be missing something, not just in your family, but with other people, huh? People can call me now. See, I know something about God that I didn't know eight or nine months ago. You know, my daughter made those prayer beads, but she didn't know I already, somebody had already given me a set of prayer beads. And not only that, I made mine. Uh, got me a white ribbon, I got me a red ribbon, and I tied it on my prayer beads. Mm -hmm. So while I'm sitting in the waiting room waiting for my husband, I'm holding on to my beads. Uh -huh. So if nothing else, you got to nurture and nourish your own self. Come on. You know, because sometimes people get tired of you real fast. Uh -huh. Y'all know that, right? Come on, come on, All right, you either die or get healed. Because uh -huh. <laughs> they just don't have no kind of pain. Uh-huh. Because that's just how it is. And they don't mean no harm. Yeah, huh? Yeah. They really don't. Yeah, they but we have a level of tolerance with people. And that's what I'm asking the Lord. Please give me a level of tolerance with people uh -huh. that I can not feel like that. Because it's a human nature. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so we have to ask God help us to encourage somebody else. Huh? Uh -huh. And so how are we going to do that? You're going to have to spend time in prayer. God, I'm laying hands on my own self because I know I am crazy. You got to realize you got some personal issues. You know, you got a bad attitude. Oh, yeah, I mean, you got a bad attitude. You got a stink attitude. See, in the African-American world, we have our own set of a language that the other cultures don't know nothing about, you know? But we're doing that because that's all we know. You know what I'm saying? You know? So God is always trying to hook us up with other people who we can support. Now, like I said, these two ladies here, they are ride or dies. When I first met them two women, I said they are an example of ride or dies. And you have to have support, huh? You know, we understand you're private, 
but you need to talk about some stuff. Yeah, come on, come on. Huh? So you can get a prayer through. You can't get none through if you acting up and acting out. Huh? See, my family know I'm a force to be reckoned with. But I've set the standard with my love, y'all. They call in the middle of the night. You know, my, my great niece now, she's trying to get in the apartment. JJ, I'm about to get him in the apartment, JJ. She said, JJ, I just need to do better. I said, you shut your right. You need to do better. You know? But you set a standard in your family, and people respect you. Huh? Now, she didn't say, JJ, can you give me a bag together? She didn't say, JJ, I'm, I'm moving to an apartment. But what she was really saying, can you help a sister out? So the Lord told me that. So a couple of days after we, we had our little uh, luncheon, I told us the Lord laid it by my heart. I said, JJ got you a bag for your apartment. She said, yeah, I didn't want to ask you for nothing because I'm always asking for something, JJ. I said, but the Lord told me that, you know. So look at, the, look at what we've said just by her knowing, hey, she can talk to me about stuff and not really have to say, see, you ought to have somebody close to you that, that they can just encourage you, huh? All right, girl, you are, you about to mess up, you know? I love you enough to say, you know, you shouldn't do that, you know? So that's, that's what you got to pray for. If you don't have that, you need somebody that can, that love you enough to tell you the truth, you know? One of my very close friends who has gone on to be with the Lord, she didn't like me when she first met me. She told me, she said, I didn't like you because she's always, uh, you, it's always put together. She's not in like that. She said, my children even told me I need to spend time with you. And I told them I wasn't going to do nothing because I didn't like you. <laughs> but that same woman was buying me lunch. She found us a house. She got the house across the track on Macau, and I got a house on Macau on the other side of the hobby. She fell in love with me, and I fell in love with her. Huh? She wasn't close to her sister. That's why I'm telling you, you can't do nothing without your family. You, you got to stop with the craziness because nobody, nobody's getting nowhere. Huh? You know? And so from that point on, when she allowed me in, because you have to let people in. Huh? You got to let people in. You don't know what they're going through. I didn't know. She didn't have no relationship with all of us. She's from a big family, got eight siblings. She said, Jan, you treat me like I'm your sister. So from that point on, we told her, I guess we got to adopt you in our family. So anytime we had something with our family, they would say, is Judy coming? I said, we don't know. We got to let her check our calendar. But she was at everything. So you got to get somebody close to you. Huh? And those who not maybe on your page, you got to help them. You know, I heard somebody say at the table, I don't know who that was, said this. One of the family members, they was all out of order, smoking and going on. But you got to help them. That's right. You know, you got to be honest with, hey, 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 I love you enough to tell you, you need to stop all this foolishness. Yeah. See, we're trying to be too cute. Huh? <laughs> I want to put on my a pretty little shoe. The Lord said, no, you're going to put them flats on. <laughs> so I can stand up here and be comfortable. Uh-huh. The Lord gave me this word. He said, you got to push. You got to pray till something happens. And you got to push your way through everything. This lady here, she just took all what I thought I had earlier. Soon as she sat down, the Lord said, lay hands on. I backlashed her like I was slapping Santa on. 
but I could pick up a spirit. See, when you're close to people in the spirit, God will tell you to do that. But again, your prayer life going to have to be on another level. You know, and you're going to have to turn off that television, get off the Internet. Oh, I know I'm in the house. And you're going to have to uh, be quiet. And you got to have a turn. This is the fifth month of 2023. You got time to make a 360 degree turn. Just by even if you kick it up 15 minutes early in the morning. Even if it's not your style, set the clock 15 minutes early. Sit on the side of the bed. God, I thank you. And you say, sister, you know, I don't know how to pray like y'all. But baby, some of y'all was hollering and going on earlier. So I'm saying, wow, it's some warriors in the room. Pastor Tess got up and gave a word. Y'all were some wailing people. This is what the people do. I was told because I've never been been to the Holy Land. This is what they do at that wailing wall. You got to holler out sometimes. God is looking for you to have no structured prayer. He's looking for you to call on his name. The scriptures have already given you the model prayer, our Father. Huh? Matthew chapter 6 and 9. I hope everybody got an index card to write these scriptures down. Later on, y'all sit down, get y'all a, a glass of Coke or some tea, and read these scriptures. And I encourage people, don't just read them quiet. You've got to read them aloud because faith come by hearing. Huh? And sometimes you got to read stuff a couple of times before it even sink in, huh? Because listen, God trying to get us to another. This is the fifth month. Huh? It's almost over. Next month will be six months. You know? And I want to tell you that you got to decide to press forward. Philippians 3 and 14 says, I press toward the mark. I got to press up and press on and press in. You got to do all of that stuff. Sometimes I sleep with the word. Because I'm saying, God, there's so much going on. You know, I don't know about you all. I have not been in a hospital like I've been the past year in my life. And I'm faced with so, so many things. I was telling uh, Pastor Tess, I said, you know, I come in my husband's room with me some vanilla spray and some lavender spray. Because when I hit the door, it's like I, I met with a lot of resistance. You know, I don't like sometimes how, what I feel. Yeah. And the Lord said, that's them spirits. So, so when you go, you need to take hold. So you need to take hold wherever you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the Lord telling you, it's something ain't right up in here. Huh? And you, he sent you. Huh? He sent you. I'm a baby of the uh, 14 children. We have a blended family. But you got to take hold. Huh? And God want us to do something different. We've been through two years of a, of a pandemic. COVID not left, but the pandemic has been declared gone. But again, we all are living in a new stage of life. Groceries have doubled. I told my husband, we're going to eat four eggs. We are not eating six eggs. <laughs> huh? I said, and then before we eat, we're going to pray that the Lord would fill us up with these four eggs. My husband <laughs> loves eggs. But I give him most of the eggs because he likes the eggs. I said, wow, you know, I'm really getting one egg. 
But listen, you got to have wisdom. Yes. And prayer will give you wisdom. Yes. Huh? Yes. When I took this engagement and I told in last December, I had already prepared all the stuff that you saw except my cousin's book. Because the Lord said you need to get ready. And I didn't know what that meant. But I tell you, I'm so thankful I had gotten ready. Because there's no way I could have done all this with everything going on. You know? And God was yet still trying to take me to another level and say, look at me. Don't look at what's going on at the hospital. You just look at me. Amen. And that's my granny would say, God, keep your eyes on the star post in glory. Uh -huh. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But listen, God is always trying to get us somewhere. I was at Jones Memorial last Sunday. They had their grief ministry. And uh, they're having real concerns because, you know, they're seeing a lot of people. So they asked me to come. I took this engagement in January. Again, so much going on. My family said, you ought to just cancel all that. I said, but I wasn't led to do that. Twenty-six people showed up for this ministry after church. Twenty-six people. You know, so again, you don't know what God is saying, but he's saying something and it's coming through you. Amen. And so you got to be ready. You can't be doing no last minute stuff. Huh? Because it's not good for you. You know, uh, Sister Lorena had this menu already done last month. We had gone out to eat. She said, I think I'm going to order stuff from the barbecue list. I said, that sounds good. But you got you, you to gotta be prepared. God don't want us to keep on doing stuff, uh, as my mom was saying, the ninth hour. Huh? You got to be ready. Huh? Because you don't know what is going to be going on. Huh? And if you decide to make a turn, I'm here to tell you that in my demonstration, just picture this. Picture walking forward. And then you don't keep on looking forward. You keep walking and looking back. You know, you're going to bump into something or somebody. So you got to continue to keep looking forward. Like I'm looking at uh, Brother uh, Dave. He's uh, adjusting his shirt. But he's checking every, everything I say out. Because he knows that whatever I'm saying, God told me to say this. He already knows this. You know? And so I got to be obedient to what God tell me to do. Now, trust me, I want to talk about something else. The Lord said, no, you're going to talk about this. So I don't know who I'm helping today. Am I helping anybody today? Huh? Number two, cast your cares on God. 1 Peter 5 and 7 saying, casting all your care on the Lord. Huh? You don't have to know all the scripture, the whole scripture. God, I know you know what I'm trying to say. He's honorable for that, huh? He's honorable for that. Again, he's trying to get us to another level. Romans 8 and 28. Now, Colossians 4 and 2. It's going to all work together. You know, all this been a testament enough to my own uh, husband. I was talking to Sister Rhonda coming. Out, I said, yeah, I've seen the hand of God. Say, I never imagined my husband even having this kind of health issues. But he keep on bouncing back. Say, what is that saying? Huh? What, what is that saying to the family? What is that saying? Huh? What is that saying? I'm saying, God, what testimony is this saying? 
well, Mama, you know, Mr. Uh, Mr. Cliff got to get better so, so we can have Bible study. Well, I didn't know until a couple of months ago they were having Bible study. <laughs> so you don't know what's going on behind the scene. But trust me, God is working behind the scene. How huh? He's working on your children. Amen. But the correction sometimes don't come through you. It comes through other outside people. Amen. Huh? Amen. And many times they are making strides that you only pray that somebody, huh? That a laborer, the scriptures there, the harvest is white and ripe, huh? But the laborers are few. You know, so you got some trouble with those kids. You put them in the hands of God, I commit them to you that you send a laborer to tell them like it is. Yeah. Come on. And a lot of times that laborer, they don't know it's harder than what mama or daddy didn't told them. Because the laborer don't know nothing about the situation. Uh -huh. They just know what the Lord is telling them to tell them. And they'll receive it better from them than from you. Huh? I'm telling you what I know. Huh? So if you having that issue, I'm here to tell you, this how you're going to get past, huh? You got to put them in the hands of God. I commit them over to God for whatever that they need to be doing. What? Because correction don't always come at home. It comes through other people. Huh? Ephesians chapter 6 and 12. We got to struggle. We don't struggle with flesh. It is principalities. Yeah. Like today, who, I don't know who that was that started just calling on the name of the Lord. Uh -huh. When I first came in, I could, I could feel it. Mm. But you got to be willing to break the barriers uh -huh. of the enemy. Because he don't want you to know none of this that we're telling you. He don't want you to know none of this. So I just pray you all writing down these scriptures. Because in your quiet time, Amen. you know, this is Mother's Day. People going to be with their family. If they're not with their family, they're on the phone. They're on a video chat. But again, it's, the struggle is not with, with your sister. The struggle is with the enemy. Huh? And you got to realize that it's not them. It's, it's the enemy trying to discourage you through them. Huh? And so God is saying today, you got to make prayer your priority. Somebody said, well, sister, I don't have that kind of time. I believe we need to stop using the word busy. I just got sidetracked. I'm trying to stop using it too. I didn't stop and pause. I didn't make time for it. Because we got time. We got time for everything else we want to do. But listen, prayer is truly our priority. I'm here to tell you. As I have said to uh, Pastor Tess, I had no idea God was a God like this. God, you know, I'm not really feeling well. My leg may be a little tight because I've been sitting on the benches at the hospital. So I need to have a parking space by the door. Huh? So I won't have to walk that far and put that at it. Huh? But God is interested in everything that we say is important. And we got to know that he is ever trying to get it to us somehow. I want us to sing this, this little song. Come on, sing with me. It says, always remember Jesus. Jesus, always keep him on your mind. It says, always remember Jesus. Jesus, 
Always keep him on your mind. Always keep him on your mind. Are you encouraged today? Y'all encouraged? That my friend. Always Now, for those that say, wow, that don't sound like that's a whole lot, but it is if you sit down and take it in. Huh? Because, listen, God just trying, trying to get you not to have to keep going to the doctor to get a white piece of paper. He's trying to get us to rely on him. Huh? He's trying to get us to... Ask him for things that we don't even think we need to ask him for. You know? And you're here today because God wants you to be around some people who was not ashamed to holler. See, sometimes in, in church, people don't want to holler like this, baby. You know? M many years ago, there was a lady who came to our church, and she wasn't running. She just got up and started running. That just changed the whole atmosphere of worship. Because you got to be unashamed, you know. If you're in the grocery store, let them in. You, you don't have nowhere to go. Let them in the line. It's got two or three little items and they dancing around because they're in a hurry. Huh? God may be trying to sh show you, slow you down. Tuesday, we were going back to Texas City. We were led to stay here in Houston. And my husband said, Jay, I think I forgot my phone. I said, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> I had got to Clear Lake uh, City. I got off the freeway and I said, Well, let's look in the bags. He looked in his bag, he checked his pocket. I said, Oh, you should once you got the car and check your pockets. And he said, I don't have my phone. He said, Not only Jay, do I not have my phone, I don't even have my wallet. I said, We sure going back because we are spending your money. I turned around, but I told him, I said, I'm glad we talked about it at this exit and not get free. A free more exit would have put me at 646. I'd have been halfway to Texas City. It was pouring down rain, and so my husband said, are oh, you going to cut the defroster on? I said, yeah. He said, isn't there something else here? I said, well, I believe the Lord is hedging up from something. I turned that car around. I ain't said nothing else to him. So sometimes God is turning you around from, huh? You can hardly see. I didn't get upset. He said, I tell you what, this is in the den. And just where he said it was, his, his wallet and his 40 cents and his phone. Again, God is trying to get us to other places. We don't know what was lying ahead of that. You know, we don't know. You know, and he said, you, you're not mad at us now. I said, because the Lord said he was trying to shield us. Yeah. We couldn't hardly see. I probably should have yeah. pulled over somewhere anyway. Yeah. You know, but, but uh, we were trying to get somewhere so we could do something else. Yeah. Huh? So sometimes when stuff happens like that, come on, come just accept it. Come on. Don't complain. Huh? Because he's trying to get you to point A, point B in one piece without messing up the car or you. you know, and you have to accept some things. Huh? So I just thank God for all of you all that are here. 
I thank you for your willingness to enjoy the day. You know, we don't enjoy day like this, you know. And I said to my daughter, I said, we want to make Mother's Day so special because in our family, we enjoyed Mother's Day. When our mother was here on this side, she loved Mother's Day. My grandmother, they loved Mother's Day, you know. We would cook a couple of days before because we wasn't going to go out to eat because it was just too much for us, right. you know. And my mom would say, it's too many people. She said, I said, yeah, you, you write my idea. So I just, I pray that you have been encouraged today. I pray that you're not leaving the way you came. And I pray that you feel different about other people now and that you know that God is listening to you. Huh? He is listening to you and he wants you to be able to go forward. Huh? Now for those who have to leave, we understand. If you would, if you line up here and we'll lay hands on you and pray if you want that. If not, you can wait till we dismiss. Uh, Sister Lorraine is going to come and uh, give us some final words and dismiss. Well, you have today. Come on, give God some praise today. Amen. Amen. Remember, that's a, a that's a tool and that's a weapon that we need to enforce, and, and everyone has it, not just a few. It's for everyone. So we give God praise. So Father God, we just thank you and praise you for what you've done today. And I'm going to step back here and I'm going to let my husband pray the a blessing over you. And I uh, thank God for my husband. He's a godsend. This is David. Before, in case you have to leave.
May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace, the peace that surpasses all understanding. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray this over all of you, and God bless you all. Amen. Amen.